Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that you're listening to right now. I hope that's true. The Noobs and the Whovian. My name is Austin and I'm the Whovian and these are my sons Trip and Corbin. And we're the Noobs. And of course, this is the podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And two sons who haven't. And welcome to episode number 16 covering series two. Episode 3, School Reunion. This is the one where Mickey calls Rose and the doctor in for help at a local school that's got some weird things happening. Space gargoyles, led by Uther Pendragon, are using the children as a supercomputer, as well as occasionally eating one or two that won't be missed. The third doctor's old companion, Sarah Jane Smith, shows up, along with Canine, the cliche tin dog, to stir up equal parts nostalgia and jealousy. The doctor then discovers that the space gargoyles are trying to solve the equation that reveals the secret to the life, uh, to life, the universe, and everything. He doesn't like that, so he stops it by having his cliche tin dog blow them up. Sarah Jane decides to stay. Mickey asks to go. Rose mopes a bit. Fade to credits. And that's the show. Yep. <laughs> that we watch. Now let's talk about production notes. <laughs> All right, you smart folks have been keeping track, so you already know this is story number 170 airing on April 29th, 20, I'm sorry, 2006. That's a thing, right? 2006. <laughs> 7.6 million viewers. Do you remember what it was last week, guys? 10. It was like 10.83 or 0, I know. no, 10.03 or something like that. Yeah, I think it was 10.03. Yeah. And Rose but was again, 10.84. Last time it said 8 point something something, but then total viewership was 10.06 or whatever. So I still don't know what that means. This time it didn't list a total membership, uh, viewership. It did, however, say that it was a 40% share of viewership, which means 40% of people that were watching TV at that time were watching this episode. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and of course, apparently means not a lot of people were watching TV at this time. Yeah. Could be. I don't know. This was also 12 years ago, so there weren't quite as many TVs. Um, no, quite as many like channels and things to watch. Oh, there were still, uh, I don't know. I guess this was after the cable boom, but even still. Episode was written by Toby Whithouse. Um, he wrote several episodes of Doctor Who, and he also did one episode of Torchwood. Wrote hmm. one episode of Torchwood. So we're gonna we're just gonna continue to see what's that? I said interesting. Yeah, we're gonna continue to see, you know, tangled webs there. Yeah. I was also directed by James Hawes. Now we talked about him before. This is actually the last episode that he directed for Doctor Who. He was supposed to go on and become the producer and lead director for Torchwood, but he actually left in order to go direct a few episodes and help get Merlin off Mer the ground. Oh. <laughs> so more, There's a lot of ties to that show. More and more. Especially in this Merlin. episode right here. Yeah, especially from this episode because, uh, let's see, who is in our cast? What do you mean, that's the Doctor? Doctor Who? And we'll kick off talking about the cast by continuing the uh, Merlin tie-ins. I was about to say Torchwood. The Merlin tie-ins. <laughs> Mr. Finch, the uh, evil headmaster yeah. who has the scariest face on the planet. Yeah. Uh, was played by Anthony Head. And holy cow, do we have a lot to talk about here with this guy. <laughs> uh, first of all, he is Uther Pendragon yes. that we talked about in Merlin. Uh, so another another connection there. So you've got James Hawes who directed yeah. uh, some, some uh, or got... Merlin off the ground. Yes. You have Richard Wilson, who played Gaius slash Dr. Constantine. 
Dr. Right? Constantine? Uh, in the, um, I always forget, I always say the undead child, the unearthly quiet dead, what is it? The, uh, the, the, the empty silent child. child, the empty child, <laughs> the silent, silent child, the silent, unearthly dead child. I don't know. <laughs> the, the very first episode of Doctor Who is called an, an unearthly child. And I always think that for some reason. At any rate, um, Gaius, uh, Gaius, I'm sorry, not Gaius. Dr. Constantine is the guy who was the doctor taking yes. in the, 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 uh-huh. the gas mask thing came out of his yeah. face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was also if you remember Gaius on Merlin. Well, so. I mean, I guess both of these are huge BBC shows. So, so they were it both. makes sense exactly. that there's a lot of tie-ins here. Exactly. They were both like doctors kind of because he was a doctor there and then he was like... <laughs> I did, yeah, absolutely. He was oh, a doctor yeah. in both he shows. Was, he was a doctor in both shows. I did not even he make that connection. He just makes a really good doctor, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Yes. <laughs> yeah, whether it's, uh, whether it's a, a, a World War II doctor or... <laughs> A, a fairy tale, medieval yeah, mer- medieval putting leeches on people and Ugh. crushing up flowers and things. Anthony Head, uh, Uther Pendragon slash uh, the Headmaster guy, was also more notably in a show that we've never seen called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, I know I just lost a bunch what? of street cred for that one. <laughs> huge, huge following uh, for this show. It's it's got its own little cult following, and he played a guy named Giles. So there you go. Giles. This guy, okay. He auditioned to be the eighth doctor for the TV movie. Uh, The TV movie, if you guys remember. The only one where the eighth doctor showed up. Yeah, Uh, yeah, it was like his only adventure because uh, it was the one-off movie and then it was supposed to kick off a new show and it didn't. Uh, And so he auditioned for the role of the eighth doctor. Ultimately, he didn't get it. We were so surprised when the ninth doctor only did one season. Yep. We didn't even think about how the Eighth yeah. Doctor had one movie. Did a movie, and that was it. Now, here's the other thing, though. In 2004, uh, it had been announced that Doctor Who was officially coming back. Like, this is going to be a thing. We're actually doing it. Yes. BBC had confirmed it. And the Radio Times uh, publication over in, in uh, the UK did a poll of its readers, a uh, fan poll, to see who... Do you want to see become the ninth doctor in the new Doctor Who? Yeah. And Anthony Head, yeah. this guy that we're talking about, uh, Uther Pendragon slash Giles, he actually topped the list. He topped the wow. list. He was the number one fan favorite choice to and be then the they next get Chris, doctor. Uh, Chris Eccleston. Oh, it gets better, right? Number one pick, Anthony Head. Yes. Number two, Alan Rickman. Who you guys don't know, uh, but he was he was uh, in Harry Potter. He was in my personal favorite, Die Hard. Uh, very very famous, well known actor, Stephen Fry, who is you guys would know Stephen Fry from uh, a little bit from a bit of Fry and Laurie, where Hugh oh, Laurie yeah. sings all the, the the funny songs that I like to play for you guys and everything. Anyways, <laughs> you'll remember later on when I show you. Uh, Stephen Fry came in third place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan Davies, you guys don't know him, but another very funny um, UK uh, comedian, uh, hilarious guy, would have made a very interesting doctor. Yes. Uh, he came in fourth place. And then Ian Richardson came in fifth place. So he beat out like some big name people. Yeah. And I mean, he was a big name guy in and of himself from, from doing Buffy. Yeah. However, he didn't get the part. <laughs> None of those five was people. Was Chris even on went, that list? Uh, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> like, and who knows? No one votes for that. Like, yeah, why'd they pick answer. Chris Eccleston? Like, why not, uh, like, the top well, because guy? It was it's the, not it was the fans' the, Because choice, this was really. the fans, yeah. This was just, this was not the BBC going out to research it. This was, 
one, you know, the Radio Times did a uh, 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 survey, and that's what they came up with. So he also, Anthony, also played several roles in various miniseries and audio dramas and different things for Doctor Who. And this was his only appearance, though, on screen. The other stuff was all, or no, I'm sorry, on the main series. He did like yeah. some web web episodes and, and audio dramas and things like that. And then we have the two big ones, Sarah Jane Smith and K-9. And I'm just going to leave those there for right now. Sarah Jane Smith, played by Elizabeth Slayton, K-9, voiced by John Leeson. And we're going to come back to these guys yeah. in a little bit. So first of all, in uh, miscellaneous trivia, this episode establishes the fact that this show this new Doctor Who mm -hmm. is a continuation of Doctor Who, not a reboot. Not Believe it or not, all the way up until this point, there was a debate going on among fans about whether this was picking up the story where we left off, or is this a whole new version of Doctor Who so that everything that came before it, you know, doesn't matter and doesn't exist. Yeah. Because this was the I mean, first time. You're not time. told at all this is the ninth doctor. You're never yeah. told that's the ninth doctor. You're never told that he's the tenth doctor. And there's no mm -hmm. explicit reference to, you know, to things where it definitely says this is the case. Now, yeah. there's plenty of hints, right? The ninth doctor talks about how his funny ears, and it seems like he probably just regenerated. Yeah, uh -huh. you, he knows the Daleks. Um, you know, there's there's other references and things like that. But some of that them actually could time be some other time lord going by the doctor. But. Who knows? Well, well, I don't know about that, but maybe maybe well. this is the second doctor in the new reboot. I don't know, whatever. But this one put it down, put the debate to rest. This is this is not it. Um, or this is this is definitely a continuation. And uh, let's see. Oh, we're going to talk about K nine later, but just as an interesting bit, this um, the K nine. In the last scene, apparently just the one in the last scene, not the canine that they were using all throughout the show, but the one in the last scene yeah. was one of the original props from the, when canine was on Classic Who. Oh, so apparently they I had that sucker they, in like, cold storage somewhere. Blew them up or something. That's what I was That's wondering because I was like, that would be a tragedy um, <laughs> if they actually did that. But yeah, uh, so that was that was like an actual leftover prop. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is great. So y'all remember the scene where. Uh, and we're going to talk more about this later on where Sarah Jane and Rose are laughing about the doctor and like uh -huh. the goofy stuff he does. And remember how he walks in and he's like, what, 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 what's so funny? And they just can't stop laughing. Yeah. And yeah. Rose is even like pointing at him and cracking up and looks like she's going to fall over. I seriously was trying to figure out if he had like food on his face or something. Cause I'm like, <laughs> yeah. why do they just keep so, laughing and stuff? Yeah. The, the actresses there were not acting. What happened was uh, David Tennant put a fake mustache on and then walked in. So, of course, when the, you know, this, the, the shot that we see, he's not wearing that, of course, because yeah. the camera, oh, I was you know, say, it's, I didn't it's, see. it's jump cuts. No, 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 no. It's, it's jump cuts. So they, they hit all that. But when he walked in for, and the cameras are pointed at them, you know, he walks in off camera and they see his mustache yeah. and just bust out laughing. That's why Rose points at him. And <laughs> thankfully they, they caught it all in yeah. that, in that one take. And then that's what they ended up using. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently that was just like classic David Tennant there. Yeah. Um, and let's see. So the doctor uh, remember, okay. Remember the name that the doctor is going by in this episode. Mm -hmm. He's going by John Smith. 
and he introduces himself to Sarah Jane as John Smith. And remember what she says? I used to know a dude that went by John Smith. I used to yeah. have a friend who went by that name occasionally, she said. Oh, he went by that name occasionally or every now and then or something like that. <laughs> Apparently, the very first time that it's, they met. It's all that she didn't sort of put that connection together it's right It's kind of there. funny, isn't it? Because it's kind like, of, hey, I had a friend that went by that name occasionally. Hey, wait. And, <laughs> and, and he can change how he looks. Exactly. And she had been the companion for three and four. So she had seen regeneration happen. She knew about mm-hmm. this. And apparently the first time that they meet, he introduces himself to Sarah Jane as John Smith. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice little nice little bookend yeah. that, they, um, that they get reintroduced that way. So, all right. We are going to park for a while in the checklist. Well, all right. So we, st- all right. <laughs> Here we go. So we start out with the baddie of the week. Uh, Corbin, what were their names? Crillitanes. I had, I wrote this down so wrong. I put down the, uh, the, uh, kill it. Kilateans? Kilateans. <laughs> Kilateans? Or something like that. I wrote it down completely wrong. Uh, the Krillitanes. I only knew that because I was on the Tardy, TARDIS wick. The TARDIS wikia looking for what that equation was called that right. the kids were trying to solve. Right. Yeah. So, and then I was, I saw that and I'm like, I should probably go put that in. Yes. Like, right now. And thankfully <laughs> he did because I, I don't know where I got Kilatanites. Kill, Kilotanites or something. It was something ites. That's all it was. The kilotonites. Yeah, that was what it was. The kilotonites. And I'm like, what? <laughs> At any rate, um, so Anthony Head, uh, the uh, the headmaster guy, Mr. Finch, yes. he said in the Doctor Who Confidential, he said that a good villain isn't a villain. I'm sorry, isn't evil just for evil's sake. A good yeah. a good villain has to have a reason. Yes, which apparently right? makes Joker not a very good villain. <laughs> I don't know, man. I kind of like that he's just crazy. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway. I guess he normally does kind of have a reason. You know, he just wants to make other people suffer. He's just a chaos agent. Yeah. yeah. He's just chaos. Anyways, whole other mythology there. So he uh, he says that, you know, a good villain is not evil for evil's sake. And apparently this is, to me, this stood out that they were able to tempt the doctor. Did you notice that? Yeah. yeah. Like for a minute there. He was like, hmm, <laughs> right? And He's like, Sarah I could save, yeah. Like, Sarah Jane kind of yeah. saves the day, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. He's he's almost ready to go along with them. Yeah. For for a minute there. So, um, and then of course we, we also listed the baddie of the week is is the headmaster. This is one of those times where you know it's obvious he's a bad guy at the beginning, but instead of being instead of there being the bad guy behind the bad guy, he's he is the bad guy yeah, behind he's the bad. Just, he's like the head. The bad guy. Yeah, he's literally the headmaster even over the, the Krillitanes and the Killianites. Uh, which brings us to the well count. Corbin, did you update that in the notes? Is that accurate? Yes. All right. So we had two of them uh, this this week. And if I had my notes with me, my other notes, do you remember where they were? What? One of them was when he was introducing K-9. Uh-huh. He says, allow me to introduce K-9. Wow. K-9 Mark Three specifically. Yeah. And then I can't remember what the other one was. Somebody said, me neither. What are you doing or where are you going or um, 
Honestly, it Something might have like been Sarah right at the end asking where. He uh, was. No, no, no. It was it was actually pretty close to the beginning. It was it was before the one with uh, with K nine. Uh, and then we didn't have any I'm sorry's. I didn't catch any bad wolves. Did anybody else catch any bad wolves? No. Okay. We did have uh, a Torchwood. I went ahead and added Torchwood to the list because okay. I think I think we're going to see this like we saw a bad wolf. Did you, did you catch where denied. it was? What was that? Torchwood access denied. It was in the... Uh, the Tardisode and in the actual episode when he was trying to access the photos. Yeah, it was on both when Mickey was was doing his hacking, hacking thing. Again. Right? Yeah, they uh, it, it popped up. Yeah, the it popped up in, in the Tardisode and the main the main episode. So uh, there you go. We had a mention of the Time War trip. Did you catch that one? Uh, no. It was uh, so. Remember when he was tempting the Doctor? Yeah. And he said, "If you if you had control of you know the what is it called, Corbin? The, the, the Skasis. Skasis Parad Paradigm. 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 Yeah. Paradigm. <laughs> paradigm. The Skasis Paradigm. I spelled it Krillatian or whatever in the notes here. Did I <laughs> yes. Krillatian? Um, yeah, he's um, he is trying to convince the doctor, you know, to go along with him. Yeah. And he says, you could go back. You could save everyone.'" And then he lists off like a couple of planets and peoples and things. And he says, the Time Lords. And and uh, the doctor says, I could stop the war. And that to me, yeah. that was like, that was the moment, right? Where like, if he was going to give in, that was going to be it. Yeah. But he didn't. That was when, like you said, when, when yeah. uh, Sarah Jane Like, no, jumps don't do in. it. So we had a couple of Jibberty Jabberties. Corbin, um, did you catch that that first one there? That the, the little kid, Milo? Yeah, I didn't understand it all. We rewound it. Was, it. it was the solution. What, three times? Yeah, it was the solution to light speed. Yeah, uh, the the doctor asks him, "How do you travel faster than light?" And he says, "You have to create a quantum tunnel with an FTL factor of thirty six point seven recurring, which means point seven 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 seven." Um, and he just rattled that off so fast. I know. We we backed it up. What three times? In order to travel faster than light, you have to create a quantum tunnel with an FTL. FTL factor of three point six seven. What's an FTL factor? Three six point seven recurring. Faster than light. What? <laughs> FTL faster than light. FTL factor of thirty six point seven recurring. Uh, then we had the Skasis paradigm, and then um, <laughs> threw this in here. It's not really jibberty jabberty so much, but he did say correct the mundo. Uh, at the beginning when he was asking questions uh -huh. and he said a phrase I have never used before and will hopefully never use again. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought that was funny. Every now and then the doctor does that where he just like experiments with something. Is that a phrase? Is that a thing? No, is that okay. No, no never mind. I forget we said that. Um, we did have a little bit of uh, jiggery pokery. Uh, Corbin, what do we have for jiggery pokery? So when he's fixing canine, it's just like, plugs in some dangly wires and messes around with stuff and bam he's working again yeah he's just sitting there like, you know chit-chatting yeah. with sarah jane talking about good old days and he's just you can just see him taking wires and just sort of plug it yeah. unplug it here and plug yeah. it in there and then all of a sudden zoop you know canine not only works but works well and recognizes the doctor i know he recognized the doctor after a regenerate after half a dozen regenerations like he yeah. said so well, yeah, who knows mark Somewhere in the notes you said he gives Mark three. Five gives Mark three. Yeah, but that was five. Two. This is ten. So you're talking about... So it's not half a dozen. Well, but. close enough, you know. So yeah. anyway. 
we did talk about deadlock seals. Have we talked about this before? I yeah, remember. it was on. It was on the second to last episode where they were on the game station. Okay. And he can't get. He can't get out of that room he's in the mm-hmm. game room because there's a deadlock seal on the door. Good oh, memory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Sonic can't open a deadlock. Supposedly nothing can. <laughs> Um, and so it got mentioned in some of the notes. Nothing I didn't know if that was like a it, Then how did the aliens? Open I mean, unless the person, you know, the person who, who set the lock, I guess you got to have a deadlock key. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's why it's jiggery pokery. Um, we had, um, oh, and then, <laughs> uh, I love this. Corbin, you pointed this one out. Go ahead and tell mm-hmm. them about this one. So when Mickey is trying to get the kid's attention to get him out of the school, he just sees a bunch of wires running along the roof he unplugs the single thing one plug and every single computer Computer in the whole room shuts down at once and then what every computer shuts down and they just immediately get up the kids stand up and all the headphones just pop off their heads i know like uh, it's like okay that was like like, the magic nothing disappears he doesn't say anything they just all get up and start moving out the door like it's a fire drill or something right, right. i'm like i've never seen kids act this good in school <laughs> never all right so the companions this is where we're really going to spend a little bit of time um first of all i just wanted to note there's i don't know how intentional this was if this was like a little bit of a nod to the fans uh apparently the the companions are never called companions on the show really that doesn't happen and are did they you notice called on, companions anywhere else than in the whole fandom thing? Yeah. What do you mean really? anywhere else? Wait, what? Like, like they're not aside from in universe. That's not that's a thing. Not what they're called. <laughs> it's just what the fans do call the them. Producers or, ever call it anything? Like oh that? well, I'm sure now the producers were. I don't know who has started it. I don't know if the producers originally started it or the writers or if it was just the fans called them that and that's mm. you know it just sort of stuck. I don't know. But I love that on this episode he says, "All right, team." Gang, no, 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 no. comrades, no. Anyways, <laughs> it's like what? Just say companions, you know. Like what? Yeah. what what's going on here? And then later on, um, Sarah Jane says uh, uh, in reference to Rose, "Oh, is, is, are, are you his new assistant?" <laughs> you know. And again, it's not a companion; it's an assistant, or it's a you know the <laughs> team, the gang, the comrades, all and that kind of stuff. They just dance around it. Rose says something. I'm not his assistant. But yeah, I'm not something. Did she say something else? I don't know. She just said, "I'm not his." We assistant. were never able to catch what she said after that. Oh, Sarah Jane said something to reply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, speaking of the the comrades, <laughs> that would be hilarious. The comrades, uh, Mickey, Mickey just keeps on hacking. Yeah, I know. Every time we turn around, Mickey's hacking into, you know, some major military database or something. He's done it so many times. I love that uh, the doctor knocks him down a peg here. There's there's a, a scream. Um, oh, and actually, that um, there's a good moment with Sarah Jane at the doctor's. Uh, she says, I can't believe it's not you. And then you hear this woman scream and she goes, now I can. And they go running off together. And then, of course, they get there and the woman who screamed was Mickey. <laughs> You know, and the doctor says, there's a bunch of rats all over the floor. Yeah. The the doctor says he screamed like a little girl and he says, I'm thinking about nine or 10. I'm picturing pigtails. And it's just like really hammers him about it. 
And and this I is knocked him down a couple of pegs. A couple of pegs. And this is again, you know, Mickey's still trying to figure out what in the world, you know, where he fits here. And he calls himself to was it Sarah Jane? I think it's talking yeah, to Sarah, it Sarah Jane. And he calls him he says, No, I'm their man in Havana, the tech support. Oh my gosh, I'm the tin dog, you know? And he's know. like, because he's been calling canine the tin dog the whole time. Mm-hmm. And Corbin pointed out something. I thought he said, I'm their man in the van, which now I'm questioning my own sanity and whether or not that's a phrase because man in the van, there's always a man in the van on spy movies and stuff. You always got the man in the van who's there with the computer and he's the tech support and he's, you know, hacking into the uh, mainframe and overriding the video cameras and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I thought he said man in the van. And then Corbin was watching a clip on YouTube. And what did it say? The subtitle said I'm their man in Havana. Their man in Havana. Wait, what? what? (laughs) And Corbin said, what's a man in Havana? And I was like, that's a typo. That's not the right thing. And he's like, that's what it sounds like he's saying. And then then when you said that, I realized it did kind of sound like he said that. And then my brain went, no, no, no. He's saying man in the van because that's a thing. Now I got it. I got to go figure out after this episode is done. Is man in the van a thing? But I Googled man in Havana and that was was a book. Our Man in Havana. Yeah, it was a book called Our Man in Havana that was about, it was about MI6, which is what James Bond is in. It's, you know, Uh the UK's like CIA. It's their super secret spy agency. James Bond was a British TV show? British novels and then movies. American movies, but he's a, he's a British character. Ah. Yeah. I did not know that. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've probably never Mm -hmm. seen any of them, have you? Mm Because he always has a an English accent <laughs> all the time. Yeah, I'm not and like the doctor has been played by many, many different uh, <laughs> actors over time, but he, um, except that's the, intentional with the doctor. It, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they worked the it doctor. into the, there's theories about that with, with James Bond, but at any rate, of course there is. There's always theories. It's like there's Our theories man in Havana. What's that? Oh, so of course. In the book, our man in Havana, he played, he played the man in the van. He played the the techie guy who was the intelligence gathering guy that would get them all the info, all the MI six agents all their information. So we we'll just call our man in Havana. And I didn't do enough research beyond that to figure out why he was in Havana or whatever. <laughs> Apparently, that's what that means. Um, our man in Havana is a thing. So now I got to figure out if just man in the van this is a book. Thing. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, at any rate, and it was MI6, so it was a British thing, so it would have been, you know, it would have, I, maybe that's a much more of a British phrase uh, than it is here. Where heard is it Havana? Cuba. Um, where's Cuba. Okay. Cuba is just south of Florida. Oh. So, nowhere near the UK, but at any rate. Uh, but he says, you know, oh my gosh, I'm the 10 dog, but then what does he end up doing at the end? He saves the day. What's that? Oh, I said going with him. Well, yeah, and then he does. Every episode he's in, he saves the day, it seems like. He becomes pretty important in every single episode. He smashes through the glass and gets all those kids out of there. It would have been a lot more dead people in that explosion. Right, yeah, because he got them out before the explosion, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which makes me wonder, because how did he know the building was going to explode? He's just like, get out of here as fast as you can. He just saw a kid in a window trap. Oh, because the kid, yeah, the kid was freaking out. He was banging on the windows and. But I mean, did the kid? Oh know no 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 no! He was wasn't trying explode? to save them from the explosion. No, oh, he didn't save the... them from the explosion. He crashed through the window and got them and unplugged the computer. 
Yeah. So and then were... he was telling them to run from the building for their lives. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. He took a. There was I mean, like that a may have been because you know kids. there were space gargoyles in there. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Again with the that space gargoyles. Eat you. Yeah. So at any rate, uh, and then like we said, he gets to go with him uh, at the end this time, yeah. and Rose looks peeved. She does not look happy. We have. I know. What is that all about? Yeah, it's like uh, your boyfriend's going with you. Like, what the And heck? she gets all... That's sad. Is he her boyfriend? I don't know. That's yeah, the thing. That's what it seems like at the start in Rose. But then... Well, obviously. Yeah, at the beginning of the show, certainly. But, I mean, as time goes on, I mean, like, it seemed like as soon as she left with the Doctor the very first episode, it seemed to me like their relationship was pretty much over. But... Why? He just keeps... I mean, he, he's in love with her, and he keeps coming back. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know why, like, I, I almost think that the doctor calls him her boyfriend, like, yeah. to make fun of her. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, because uh, he, he says that about some other guy at some point, too, right? Like, like you, you and had your boy- a boyfriend. Adam, yeah. wasn't it? Was that Adam? I think, I yeah, think yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. The hole in the head guy. Y'all guys remembered his name? We finally figured it out while doing notes for yeah, this yeah, he, episode. He comes up again in a minute. All right, so um, the next of the companions that we need to talk about is Sarah Jane. Sarah <laughs> I wrote down Sarah James. Sarah <laughs> so, Jane. Sarah Jane Smith, not James. Sarah Jane Smith. Uh, she was the companion, one of the companions what? for the third and the fourth doctors. So again, she actually went through a regeneration cycle. Yes. And she was, apparently she was incredibly popular. Really, really popular. A lot of critical acclaim. Uh, I don't know because I've never seen it, but apparently she's just, she was a great companion. And so like, you know, whenever the doctor is going to regenerate and there's going to be a new doctor, it like makes headline news, right? Everybody mm-hmm. talks about it, blah, blah, blah. No, but when it literally a companion, makes headlines, I'm assuming. No, like, yeah, it makes like headline news. Like oh, it's a wow. big to do. Yes. But when a companion leaves the show, it's like, oh, there's a companion <laughs> leaving. Apparently when Sarah Jane Smith was leaving, it made a big, it made the headlines. Like it was a major to do. Like wow. that's how, yeah, that's wow. how popular she was. And uh, so Tom Baker played the, he played the fourth doctor. Yes. When it came time to do that final scene that we actually watched the the final scene yeah. right before we recorded that scene, they actually wrote because the, the writer of the episode left that final scene unwritten and gave it to them and they actually co-wrote the scene together so you know everything you see going on there is you know that came right from those actors um in 19 so that was um oh you know what they were just kind of doing whatever um no, no no they they wrote it ahead of time uh they but they uh they weren't improvising it they but they they wrote it ahead of time so she does you know, that final episode. And then in 1981, she did a pilot for a show called canine and company. So, uh, it was, it was a proposed spinoff from Dr. Who canine was going to get his own TV show. Wow. That might've been nice. Cause canine cow. was, yes. you liked canine. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. And we're going to, almost yeah, we're as much as I like Captain Jack. <laughs> 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 almost. I feel bad for Captain Jack. All right. Uh, 
she did the the canine and company pilot episode but the show didn't get picked up so they didn't oh. make the show in 1983 there was a they did the 20th anniversary show for doctor who and they did a big to do episode called the five doctors where you they were saying big to do did i yeah you said do it I? a lot this right now today yeah. or just <laughs> in life today because i know i said no. it in life okay you've well. said it like several times mentioning how she made the well it's because she was a big to do all right so should you had five count. doctors up to that point what's that i said this should become its own count how many times, you're saying <laughs> how many times austin says to do the at this point by the 20th anniversary you had five doctors so they had an episode called the five doctors that featured all five of them all together doing doing like an, an adventure all together and she was on the show with them so she actually got to work wow. with all five doctors so she was wow. three and four's companion but then she worked with all five of them which five one two three four and five. Oh, it was the, oh. yeah wow you were on doctor five at this Wait, point. how did they get the first doctor back he quit because he was too old I, i've wondered about that you're 20 years later 20 years later wow. so he'd been wow. retired for like 15 years or something for being too dang old so i don't know if they had a uh, stand-in guy i didn't i didn't look into it enough but uh so she was in that and um then she did uh like in 1993 they did another they did one of these charity specials and she uh -huh. she played sarah jane just then. like that um the children, children need yeah something like that yeah so she played um reprised her role there yes. and then she did i don't know if you guys uh if i've mentioned this to you yet Torchwood was a spinoff, right? Yes. That spun off right about the time in the, you know, that we're watching right now. Torchwood mm -hmm. was, was going about a year and a half from now, uh, in, you know, in the, <laughs> in the show release years, you can see the future, the Sarah Jane adventures the what? was its own show. How many seasons? Why? It went for four seasons. Wow. And then in the, was in it with the, the doctor or was it just, Sarah it was Jane? the Sarah Jane adventures. So it's her and like Wouldn't three kids. Wouldn't it be kids. amazing if this episode tied in with one of those adventures? Oh, that well, would have been so it, cool. It does in some ways because first of all, so yeah. she makes the decision not to go with the doctor, right? So she's like, I'm going to go start building my own life. And the doctor says, look at you, you're investigating and you know, you, uh -huh. you found this thing. That's what the show is about, is about her oh. investigating stuff. And again, I've not seen it. But wait, so was it before or after this episode? It's after, after this episode. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's like her and like three kids and it's geared more towards kids than, yeah. than Doctor Who is. And K-9 is in it. Oh, yeah. Not necessarily in every episode. She got K-9 Mark IV now. Mark IV so. she ended up with. Yeah. So, um, so while they were filming Series 5, because the show was still going strong, while they were, they were about three or four episodes into series five, she got diagnosed with cancer. The show production shut down um, while she recovered and then she never recovered. She ended up dying. Mm. And so the three episodes that they had done, they, they released those, they put those on the air. And then uh, right on the heels of that, they did a big, um, a big documentary called my Sarah Jane, a tribute. And mm -hmm. oh gosh, let me pull up the actress's name because I said it earlier, Elizabeth Sladen. So um, 2011, hmm. she died um, oh. in April of 2011. They aired My Sarah Jane, a tribute to uh, Miss Sladen. Hmm. Now get this. She ended up in total appearing with nine 
doctors. <laughs> nine wow. doctors. Nine doctors. Because um, this doctor is like the same companion nine different times. Huh? Nine different regenerations. Well, so so you had she appeared with the five, uh-huh. right? Yes. Um, then and with then this one, some of her, uh, yeah. So she's that's number ten, doctor number ten, uh-huh. Matt Smith. Uh, in addition, ten guest stars on the Sarah Jane Adventures, and then later on, Matt Smith, number eleven, also guest stars <laughs> on the Sarah Jane Adventures, Wait. and then somewhere, yeah, 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 somewhere that's in the middle seven. there, somewhere in the middle there, she works with some of the other doctors. Remember, I said that she. You know, she did the charity episode and mm-hmm. she did this and she did that. During those other ones, she appears with different doctors over the years. So she actually ends up appearing on screen with nine of like trips and nine of the 12 uh, so far now, doctors. Actually. Yeah, wow. 13 doctors. Yeah. So um, kind of a lot going 13th on there. The one hasn't actually released any yet, has? No, 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 no. She, no, no, no. That comes out. Um, actually, I don't know when, but not not too long from now. So, um, and then we also have, uh, the return, not only of Sarah Jane Smith, but also K nine. So Corbin, what do you think of K nine? Oh, he was so good. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked him. Like he was first of all, really awesome. How okay. He, especially just like spinning around, firing lasers <laughs> yeah. at these gargoyles. The, the shooty dog thing. I know. And they can't even get at him hardly. And Which is hilarious. He's also funny, especially when he's like maximum defense mode. And, <laughs> and, and just the way he talks, I just know. the voice alone. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Trip, what'd you think of him overall? I think he was really good and like funny. He was like bad dog. Affirmative. <laughs> that was great. I yeah, I love that. There was there was one that person was calls him line, good right? dog. Affirmative. Uh, yeah. Another one calls him bad dog. Affirmative. Affirmative. What are you? It's like what? so that uh, that guy doing that beloved little voice. His name is John Leeson, and so he came on to 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 voice canine. Mm-hmm. Tom Baker, Doctor Number Four, hated canine. Why? Hated, hated the character. Just hated him. So lovable. Just cute. I don't, I don't know. I mean, who knows what it was like I'm, back back at that time. But apparently, especially with that voice, I guess over time he could get a little bit annoying. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he just but, thought it was too gimmicky or something. Um, I mentioned that I wanted to know where this was in relation to Crypto, which is Superman's dog. <laughs> Superman had a dog in 1955, so this was not. Batman had a dog at some point. Yeah, so this was not sure. like in the midst of a dog craze, and they said we got to give the doctor a dog. It was just. They said, let's make a robotic dog, which, by the way, uh, uh, some professor built in the year 5000. That's why he said in in the year 5000, this thing was state of the art. So uh, Tom Baker hated canine. Apparently, over time, uh, Leeson, the the voice, just started hating the character as well and quit. (laughs) Left left the show. Why? Left the show in 78. And a guy named David Brierley voiced him for about four or five episodes. (gasps) And then they convinced... Uh, Leeson to come back. The showrunner at the time convinced him to come back and said, look, 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 look. we want you to come back. We'll kill him for you. <laughs> we'll, what? we'll kill off K-9. We just want you to come back. Wait, they so they kill him off. And then, then the fifth bring doctor brings him back and gives him to Sarah. So, so apparently, technically, he they back. didn't kill him off. They just sort of wrote him off of the show. Like, he just sort of goes away. How? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen it. Um, but, and, and I wasn't real clear where the Mark one and Mark two fit in to this, to this whole timeline, 
But mm-hmm. um, like you said, the the fifth doctor actually gave the Mark three, the one that we saw in this episode, yes. gave the Mark three to Sarah Jane mm-hmm. on the episode, the five doctors. So at the end of that episode, he literally mails her <laughs> K9 Mark three. And if I, so I was confused. I was under the impression that they were like buddies on the show. Apparently they weren't companions at the same time. So I, ah. a, apparently K9 came after I Sarah the Jane. same thing too. Cause she yeah. Was, yeah. At one point she was even calling K9 her dog and stuff. Well, so yeah. I guess that's just like, so the fifth doctor it gives so long, it to her. But... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the fifth doctor gives it to her and then it is her dog for a while. And then yeah. one day he stops working. And then when we catch up with her, you know, which I thought was funny, like I like to carry around my broken robot dog in, in my the, car, in you know, like whenever I'm investigating, cause you never know when I'm going to run into somebody who can, uh, Six. jiggery joggery. What is it? Jiggery pokery. <laughs> jiggery joggery. <laughs> That's me on a treadmill. Jiggery joggery. Uh, no. So, so yeah, you never know when you're going to run into somebody that, that might be able to uh, jiggery pokery and fix them up. So even though he's from the year 5,000, <laughs> whatever. Uh, whatever. Who, who, who rightly knows? Maybe she really was just anticipating finally seeing the doctor again. Because she did I, say, I've been waiting all this time. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. And as we noted at the end of that, ep- that final episode that she was on, what was the last thing he said to her? Until oh. we meet again. Yeah. Right. And it was, you know, there's some fans that say it almost seemed like he knew that he was going to see her again one day. And so, you know, fantastic that they, they brought her back on and sort of fulfilled that promise. Um, albeit inadvertently, you know, he didn't mean to run into her. He just did. Um, which happens a lot with the TARDIS. We had, uh, some interesting stuff. So you've got Sarah Jane back, right? Yeah. And Russell T Davies says that you get this new angle on the relationship between Rose and the doctor, because uh-huh. now you have jealousy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where has jealousy existed before on the show? Uh, Mickey was jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Mickey was always jealous of the doctor, yeah, jealous of the doctor. and his relationship with Rose. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you've got Rose being jealous of um, the doctor's relationship. With Sarah Jane. Yeah. So kind of, kind of an interesting angle. Um, Guys, help me out. Did she think she was the first companion? Is that the idea that you guys got? I'm pretty sure. Because at the very least, what was that? Kind of, because she's like, it seems like she thought, like, she really did seem to think that she was special in that way. And that, yeah, she said, oh, I thought that you and I were, you know, you know, like dot, 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 like we were something special or. I was something special or something, Mm -hmm. you know, but nine told her I've traveled with uh, a lot of people. I've traveled with a lot of people over the years. And and, uh, he said that in the doctor dances, he actually told her that. Not to mention they bring other people on board. So yeah, just because she stays with him a lot. But that's the difference though, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Is that, you know, Adam, we only had around for a little bit. Jack is around here and there, but, Rose is always the one, right? Um, he doesn't go running off with anybody yeah. else. She's she's kind of always there. And so she she felt like she had this special connection. And then all of a sudden, yeah. for the first time, she she's... realizes, like, there's other people. Like, this is kind of... It's like, it's not really out of the nor- ordinary for him to travel with someone. Right. Like, 
I'm not I'm the not, first one. I'm not the only one. I'm not yeah. even. Maybe I'm not even special. I'm not even the special one. I'm just right. kind of just one of the <laughs> and people then she's that like, gets picked. How many have you had before me? Like, right, you know? we're right, and and so you get this. Um, you get this. They get a little feisty with each other, right? Mm-hmm. Sarah Jane and and Rose both kind of like go at it, and they're like yeah. taking little jabs at each other, like. Until you know, finally how they old just, are like, you? start laughing at the doctor and, and stuff. Right. Yeah. And that's when it starts to sort of come back together. What did, uh, what were the things that they... Um, um, should I leave you two alone or yeah. something? Oh, right. Did he yeah. ever Does he stroke the TARDIS? The yeah. <laughs> Do y'all need a moment? Uh, Do y'all want to be alone? Or uh, what was the other thing? Um, uh, something about... Uh, oh, she goes, does he ever... Uh, do that thing where he explains something at 90 miles an hour and, you know, leaves your head spinning and then looks at you like you were drooling on your shirt or something like you're yeah. a total, like you're a stupid and then ape. You ask, you ask him to repeat it and he looks at you like you were drooling. <laughs> right, right, right. And they just start cracking up. And then again, that's when, you know, actually th- she says that. And then it was the whole thing about being alone with the TARDIS and they're yeah. laughing and laughing and laughing. And then he walks in the mustache. apparently with a fake mustache. Um, yeah. So, so, that's when they they start to sort of bond and sarah jane goes through this whole transformation where she's like oh my gosh i can't believe it's you why did you leave me yeah now you're back to i'm not gonna go with you yeah and he basically is like come with us like you know? come on like why why stay that's not yeah. the first time that's happened hasn't he like offered someone something they wanted and then they just turn it down Cassandra, that was it. He offered to take her somewhere where she could get a new body. And yeah. She just had that sudden transformation. It's like, Wait I want to die. Minute. Oh, wow. And what did she say? I need to die now. Uh, it's time to die. Yeah. She's like, it's okay. I'm ready to die. And then Sarah, what, what are you thinking? Your eyeballs are twitching like you're thinking. <laughs> what? I was just thinking that. It's weird. She thinks she can hop into another body and still remain the last purest human on Earth just because the last purest human on Earth lives in that body. The body is not the last purest human on Earth. But But, so she's like, it's my time to die. And Sarah Jane says, everything has its time. Everything ends. That was that was her thing that she said. And I think that that's a I didn't even make that connection that another time the doctor said, go with us. And mm-hmm. somebody said, no, 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 everything, essentially everything comes to an end. It's my time to die. Yeah. What I did notice, what I, what I was thinking along that lines was that remember, uh, remember in the Christmas invasion, when I was talking about how you had sort of this, this fan therapy session where they're walking the fans through the whole process of a new doctor yeah. and, uh-huh. you know, and, and you're, they're re they're reenacting, what it's like for the fans whenever there's a new doctor yeah and they're sort of doing that for the sake of the new fans right of saying yeah. it's okay you're gonna get through this you know <laughs> this is the way it always happens but don't worry and then maybe even also a little bit of therapy to the existing who fans that are like oh my gosh i forgot what this was like i hate this part this is kind of that too right well i mean i don't know if the transition between chris and Tenet was that bad, really? Because like people didn't have enough. Already, time. Chris is really not my favorite. Right. Well, and and you didn't have enough time. People did not have enough time to really latch on to Eccleston. He's just yeah. gone. 
I mean, literally, his his face is gone by the end of the first series. Like, he doesn't even get a Christmas special. In yeah. the last episode, first series, you have him for 13 episodes, and then he is gone. gone. And um, you, there, there are... There are opportunities later on that we're going to come to where he could have come back um, yeah. for a moment. Not not like what? not like <laughs> so like where you had the five doctors. Uh-huh. So those actors came back to play the doctor again. Uh-huh. There's stuff that happens in in on down the road where Chris Eccleston easily could have come back, and they invited him back, and he said no. I mean, like he is just he really so gone. Didn't oh, like yeah. this show, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say his face is literally gone from the show forever, but I think there's a a few times where you actually like see his face. Yeah. Not that he's on screen, but it's like f- previous footage. Yeah. That's that's just flashes across real quick. Um, but he's gone, and so people didn't have enough time to really latch onto him. Mm-hmm. And and here you kind of have a, a little bit of that again as well, like. When when Sarah Jane was gone, it was crushing to a lot of people. And now here you go, like thirty years later or something. I don't even remember. Yeah. It was seventies, yeah. So like thirty thirty some years later, wow. she's reprising this role and she's leaving again. Yeah, <laughs> she's leaving again. You know, like, and so she's like, but then she starts her own but, show. So yeah, but they didn't know that at the time. She didn't even know that at the time. Yeah, yeah. The producers didn't know that at the time. The writers didn't know that at the time. This was probably her last time and she says everything has its time everything ends now because of her popularity even in this episode there was such a positive response to it that's why they ended up spinning off the show it literally was a result of her appearing on this episode (laughs) but in the episode she's like hey you know parts of shows come to an end and it's okay you know and i'm just like hello fans hello um, it's okay when this happens, you know, like, let things evolve anyways. So getting left behind was a big, yeah. a big theme overall here. Um, remember she, she talks about, you know, you left me. Yeah. Like yeah. you just left me there. Yeah. And, and apparently just not even off. in the right spot. Yeah. He just dropped me off. I know that that part was funny. Right, she she's you know he was supposed to be dropping her off in her hometown, and he drops her off in some other random city on accident. He even asks, "Is that near your hometown?" Or no, she says, "That's my home." Um, and he says, "Yeah, it's right by such and such." No, street. in the episode. Yeah, yeah, that's she what I mean. tells him the mistake. Oh, oh, in like, this episode. Yeah. Right, right. He's like, "That's near your hometown, isn't it?" <laughs> Not really. <laughs> we don't really get a response, a, I don't think. But it was yeah. like. <laughs> That's a whole other city. Yeah. Yeah, so wait, wait to go. She says he, he blew it. Tells the the random dog I know. on the sidewalk. He blew it. So and then the dog gets up and runs away. Rose asks, yeah. "Is this what you do? <laughs> is this what you is this what happens to us? Do you just leave us all behind?" And it's interesting because there were I had counted thirty companions. I read somewhere else it was thirty two companions. 32. I think those thirty two companions included Adam. The hole in the head guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Jack. Yes. And a lot of people, it depends on what you mean when you say companion. Um, because like some people wouldn't count Adam as a companion and some people would. Yeah. So, at any rate. I really wouldn't. Well, no. I would. Because he was on was at the- least, he traveled through time at least once and was mm-hmm. on an adventure with them. He actually get, carried the key. He was yeah. there for one episode, wasn't he? Apparently he. Um, he went did. on one adventure Apparently with he showed up in a lot of 
of the comic books. Yeah, he was in some uh, yeah. some comic book like, stuff later. They really expand his he backstory. He had one adventure, and then after that, when they drop him off at his house, he was trying right. to get revenge on them. Or right, something. right, yeah. So Why? if you yeah. count, if you count one um, way, you have thirty-two companions leading up to this point, and I I don't know if that includes Rose or anything. But anyways, lots of companions. Four, four companions so far have actually been left behind. Adam Mitchell, the yes. hole in the head guy, he got kicked out for bad behavior. Yeah. Jack Harkness, Ooh, he gets left behind. That was unintentional. He was supposed. Though. They thought that he was dead and Rose brought him back. Yeah, lunch. but I think the doctor Honestly, knew. I think, I think the doctor knew he was there. Then why did what he, he leave? Have? I can't remember. But anyway, no... at any rate, um, Sarah Jane Smith, yes. he leaves behind. Mm -hmm. And then believe it or not, his very first companion, his granddaughter Susan. His granddaughter Susan. His granddaughter Susan was his very first companion. <laughs> and he leaves her behind. Why? Um, he leaves, so he leaves Sarah Jane behind because he's going to Gallifrey and can't take her Yeah, because you're not allowed to. Allowed humans weren't allowed. Um, Susan, he left behind because he felt like she needed a better life yeah. than just mm -hmm. zipping around and doing all this traveling, which is weird. Cause that's, really weird, yeah. That's what they do. That Yeah, Tiles. and that's like definitely what he does. That's like his thing. I mean, their name implies what their profession is. Time right? Lord. <laughs> so the, Lord the rest of them either time. died, had their memories wiped, <laughs> got separated, uh, you know, against their will. You know, like the doctor, they get separated from the doctor and the doctor can't get back to them for whatever reason. Um, okay. Or you have a few that actually decided to leave. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, I think Jack actually kind of fits with the died thing. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, he yeah. did die. Exactly. And then you have, then you have a, a few uh, minor companions, like I said, that were really only there for one adventure. So they didn't yeah. get left behind as much as they were just there for a one-off. They were just kind of there for that little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Is there's, a, there's a couple of... Is included with the companion list? Um, see, that's what I'm not sure about. Uh, I don't know. It depends, on, it depends on what whose list you're looking at. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, I would think that at this point he's he's definitely kind of coming on board as uh -huh. an official companion he's Especially actually been, now that he's actually now going he's to travel with exactly exactly so. yeah because up to this point he hasn't actually gone anywhere has he nope. no he's been in the tardis but he's never actually he didn't even go when he when he pulled open the tardis no he didn't even and go he he's he still got left behind rose took it back Wow. So, probably yeah. a good thing he didn't go. It's probably a good thing. He probably would have gotten killed or something. Zapped by the bad wolf. <laughs> <laughs> you whiny little boyfriend. Zapped. So, Whoops. Didn't mean to do that. So it's it's interesting because Better a tenant. in solve that equation thing so I can bring him back. <laughs> yeah. So I can manipulate time and matter. Tenant in the, uh, in the confidential said that this is what the doctor does. He picks people up and he leaves them. And it's never really dealt with on the show. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting because mm -hmm. this is the episode where they say, we're going to deal with this. Yeah. We're going to bring back this beloved companion mm -hmm. and say, what in the world, doctor? You just left her behind. Yeah. You never went yeah. back for her. Never By the way, he never, uh, he never has been back to see Susan, his own granddaughter. He's never been back to see her. Yeah. So, you know, and then she dies. So that's pretty sad. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So um, I still understand how that works, considering they can seemingly infinitely regenerate. How do they actually get killed? 
Well, no, um, they're supposed to only be able to regenerate 12 times. And I'm sure that that rule was written at a time when they thought we'll never have 12 doctors <laughs> and need to go to 13. Why is yes. So, uh, so theoretically... Plus they had the, the war rules, doctor, so he's technically regenerated 14 times. They're really on the 14th. So, yeah, that's the thing. It, it, they, they have to, yeah, they have to make up some stuff to, to get around that rule. Yeah. So supposedly, <laughs> That's the last of his species, he's allowed to regenerate right. infinitely. So supposedly, twelve regenerations, and then you're, you're gone. Actually, you're I gone. guess it's really eleven regenerations, because you're, you know, you're one, yeah. and then you regenerate to two. So you regenerate eleven times, so that you're on your twelfth, and then pff, you're done. So I guess at that point, so if basically you're dying, they you're had twelve times the army that the dogs had, and the dogs still basically won. Uh, yeah, apparently. All right, so. Um, that does appear to mean about? that. <laughs> that does appear that to mean that the doctor probably served the final blow to kill all the Daleks, considering he would have had to bend the one since there was no one else. Yeah, he was the right. Last yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get back around. What a that. war! Yeah, huh? leaves one species extinct almost, I guess, and then the other one with one remaining survivor. Yeah, and it <coughs> shook all of creation throughout the universe. Wow, the so, Gelfs we're talking about and stuff. The Gelfs. Did the Gelfs talk about it? Mm-hmm. Did they really? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Well, it it will. Uh, we will, should be getting to this later when we talk about the time. Later. Oh, we already have. We already did. Yeah. Ah. All right. So so yeah, they definitely time. they definitely go in and address the whole. Not that he leaves them behind. Tennant said he, he picks up these people and he leaves them. He doesn't leave all of them, as we discussed. But that relationship comes to an end, and it's just, that's it. It comes to an end, and then we never talk about it again in-universe. So now they're now they're doing that, and we see um, even, even you know, Sarah Jane makes the comment, uh, I think it might be her last line, where uh, K-9 Mark IV says, you know, that he, he replaced me, or he upgraded me, and he, she says... Yeah, he, he upgraded you with an all-new model. He does that, right? <laughs> it's kind of his thing. He just replaces things, whether it's the TARDIS or people. Or, or himself. The, or himself or his Sonic, as we'll see later on. Even yeah. that even that happens. So, at any rate. Um, who is Rose? We kind of, we, we've already hit on that. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. She, that she got to be jealous. She got to be a little insecure. But in the end, in the end, was how was she feeling? She was kind of like, okay, okay yeah. Corbin, what was that double meaning you pointed out? Do you remember that? She says, do I stay with him? What? Oh, yeah. She says, do I stay with him? And I thought she was referring to Mickey, since Mickey had just volunteered to join, and she kind of, like, groaned, you know? Right. So I was like, is she referring to Mickey or the doctor? Yeah. Given that she was talking to Sarah Jane, I'm, pr I'm pretty sure she's talking about the doctor. Because yeah. Sarah Jane, you Unless know, she's just asking Sarah about dating tips or something. Yeah, I mean, <gasps> except the fact that you know Sarah Jane herself said that the doctor was kind of a hard act to follow, so she never really had any boyfriends or anything after that. Yeah. So, I think she was talking about the doctor, but that was that was kind of interesting. So she's like, you know, are you, um, do I stay with him or not? And she basically, what it, I mean, she said definitely, right? Didn't she say? Yes, yeah. stay with him, absolutely. Yeah. <coughs> Pretty sure. So, uh, speaking of him, who is the doctor? 
I demand to know who you are. I don't know. So we talk a little bit about his age. <coughs> Excuse me. A little bit about his age this go round because first of all, he says that uh, when he's talking to uh, Dr. Finch, Mr. Finch, whatever the, um, the head space gargoyle, he says, I'm so old. I used to have so much mercy. You yeah. remember that? And he says, yeah. he says to him, you get one warning. Don't waste it. Trip. What does that remind you of? When he said no more, like when, during the Christmas invasion, mm-hmm. he said no second chances and like hit the button that yeah. releases With his the orange or whatever. Yeah, that releases the that strategically placed crumbling rock. And he says, that's the kind of man I am, right? Well, yeah. we're seeing that. Yeah. yeah. So we're seeing, you know, he's, he's so old. He doesn't really have as much mercy as he used to. You got to get one warning. You, you know, don't, work? don't mess You're it up. You're so mm. old. You only get one warning. Nope. I'm so old. I have no mercy. Yeah. He's just saying, I'm, I'm getting old. I used to be a lot more merciful than I am now. So especially after the time war, I'm assuming. Yeah. So speaking of his uh, age, that brings us around also to uh, the doctor's rant of the week. I regenerate. But humans decay. You wither and you die. Imagine watching that happen to someone that you... What, Doctor? You can spend the rest of your life with me. But I can't spend the rest of mine with you. I have to live on. Alone. That's the curse of the Time Lords. So... Here we we have him talking about the curse of the Time Lords, right? Yeah. That, um, you know, he not only is he so old, you know, that he he doesn't have quite as much mercy as he used to. Part of getting that old. And again, we've talked before about the wibbly wobbly nature of his age. He's he's so old. He's going to outlive all of these stupid apes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Every single one. We're we're addressing we're, we're taking an episode to address the fact that he doesn't stay with his companions, that they. That, yeah. that those relationships come to an end and you die but i live on i live on i love the way you put it very poetically you said you can spend the rest of your life with me but i can't spend the rest of my life with you yeah. it's the curse of the time lords that i'm going to watch you die and decay humans die mm-hmm. and decay and he says oh man this is a great moment he says in in sort of the the dr rose relationship he says Imagine watching that happen to someone you and just sort of stops. What doctor? Yeah. Someone that you, what doctor? <laughs> Tell me you love me doctor. Um, and you know, that's what he wanted to say, but he didn't. Yeah. Um, and by the way, remember that and hang on to that, that um, we're going to kind of see this as a theme and it's a, it's a theme throughout, you know, the, you, there's a couple of different types of relationships that, that the companions tend to have with the doctor over the years <laughs> And some of them are sort of teacher mentor. Some of them are sort of a, what they call a will they, won't they? Like, will they or won't they have a relationship? You know, will they uh-huh. or won't they kiss? That's really what it comes down to. You know, is, <laughs> is are they going to be a romantic couple or not? This is in like every TV show ever and every yes. movie ever. But yeah. in Doctor Who, this this happens where you have these companions. It's that, weird because he's a time lord and they're humans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, you know, with, with Eccleston... I didn't ever get a hint of that from him. Did y'all? 
No, no, not really. The closest I would say is his jealousy over Jack. <laughs> yeah. That's to me, that's the closest that he gets. But even there, it seemed he only, to, to me, nine always seemed to have this big brother type of relationship with her. You know, yeah. he loved her, but it wasn't like a romantic type of love. But she mm-hmm. totally crushes on him from day one. <laughs> and I think, honestly, it only gets worse with 10. I think it only mm-hmm. gets worse with 10. And we're going to kind of, you know, see that move along. But it's really interesting to, again, to address this whole leaving behind thing that he's got to leave him behind one way or the other. One way or the other, he's got to leave them behind. Either he's got to leave them dead on a planet somewhere, or he's going to leave them trapped somewhere, or he's going to leave them because he has the opportunity to leave them in a safe place, you know? Um, Or I've got to leave you because I've got to go to Gallifrey. The interesting thing is there, I've got to go to Gallifrey. You can't come with me. Cool. So you'll be right back, right? Because you're a time lord and you can travel through all of time and space and you can go for a hundred years and then be back here in what seems like five minutes to me. So I'll see you soon, right? Uh Uh-huh. No, No. (laughs) I'll see you in 30 years, apparently. Um, So, you know, again, why does this kind of stuff happen? Now we know production wise, it's a TV show. She was done being on the show. But again, in universe, uh, it's. And also in universe, when they brought her back, she was obviously like 30 years older. So they had to put it farther in the future. Yeah, they had. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The actual amount of time passed that had passed in, you know, in, in our world. It's like Star Wars. They did that. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Overall impressions. Trip, what do you think, man? What are you going to give this one? This one seemed kind of more like a character episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. definitely. But I kind of liked how, like, Mickey kind of was in this episode because I really like the ones where Mickey's in it. Okay, so you're a, you're a fan of Mickey, huh? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. I am not. Mickey, Mickey's like the big <laughs> you know, hacker guy. He's always saving the day. He's also the big whiny baby. Yeah, he's he kind also of, he kind of is, yeah. Usually is. In fact, one time he was, in one of the episodes, he was like a really little kid. So Yes, he literally was a little kid. So yeah. Trip, what are you, you going to get it out of 10? Um, 10 what? I'm going to say this one wasn't, this was kind of like a straight up episode. It wasn't really like better or worse okay than the usual ones i i think i'm gonna give it maybe a six six it's a little bit lower than normal though six six what six out of ten oh i had one earlier (laughs) um six out of ten Six out of ten. Stuff. All right, Corbin, how about you? Um, I think it was, it was definitely a good one. Like, I especially like even not knowing Sarah and K9 before now. I like how they incorporated old characters into it. Yeah, you really get to know her really fast. Yeah. And K9. And it was a lot of a character piece. I think I'm going to give it 7 out of 10 
Headmaster Pendragons. <laughs> Headmaster Pendragons. Yes. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there was, I think there was some amazing. Again, I, I love this. is almost sort of behind the scenes development. It's character development, yeah. but it's also like show development. They they did something on the show that they've never done before. You know, they addressed a major like, theme mm. of the show that's just never been talked about before. I was about to say plot hole, but it's not really that. It's yeah, just not really. Yeah, not a I plot mean, hole, but but something that really should have been talked about. They yes. really can't keep the same companion on their yeah the whole series so they gotta find a way to get rid of them but there's gotta right. be a reason behind it like oh i have to go this place or, i have to go to gallifrey now i'm gonna just drop you off in some neighboring town where right. you don't live and, and you know something I, I didn't mention before but we had the the exit of the first companions before we had the first regeneration so like the, you know the original companions we had some of them leave and new companions come on the show so that was a regular part of the show before regeneration was really yeah so oh. you, so so the 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 original doctor traveled with several different companions over the years before he left so this was like did he like drop his granddaughter off before he regenerated or what i'm pretty sure um I'm not positive on that, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm taking, I'm kind of stabbing in the dark here. I would say yes. Um, and I don't know if she was the first companion to leave the show or not. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't it's know. funny how he starts off as this like really old dude, kind of like grandfather figure, yes. especially having a granddaughter, literally a grandfather. And then he literally starts getting younger and <laughs> younger uh-huh. and, and wait. Like Matt Smith is younger still. He's wow. younger than Tennant. Yeah, he's the and youngest then the, doctor. What's the next dude? Twelve is just like twelve is, is back in the other direction again. Yeah, he's not as old uh-huh. as as the first doctor. Yeah. So at any rate, um, so I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a, a good solid uh, eight out of ten uh, laser noses. <laughs> La- laser yeah. shooting noses. That wasn't even like his eyes or something. It was his nose. Yeah. Shot lasers. Well, where do you shoot your lasers from? My ears. <laughs> blink, blink, my blink, ears. blink from your ears. Boy, aiming that has got to be really hard. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, creep level. Is this even worth talking about? Uh, 50. Hmm? Like. 50. I guess. Uh, well, okay. Yeah. I guess we did have the space gargoyles. I'm forgetting about those. I'm so. I'm so see, I'm so thinking about the companion stuff that I'm not even remembering yeah. that there were space gargoyles. Uh huh. That were kind of creepy. I think they were creepier in the Tardisode. Yeah. Where it just goes in your like, face, you know. In the TARDIS. Show. I don't know what happened to my voice there. <laughs> I was trying to go, Rah! and it just. <laughs> in the TARDIS sode. First of all, these past two st- TARDIS. TARDIS sodes? TARDIS yeah. have actually been somewhat major spoilers, it seems like. Because in the Kinda. last TARDIS sode, it's like they could have. Easily well, concealed the fact that it was a werewolf chasing down the dude. Yeah, and then in this episode, didn't you see it in the next time? Yeah, but yeah, still. And the Tardisodes come out, at, you know. So at the end of the episode, you have next time, and then later on, you have the Tardisode. Yeah. So you've already seen the werewolf. You've already seen yeah. the space gargoyles. But we still, had already seen them by that point. If yeah. you haven't seen, and then in this episode. It shows the dude taking the orphan into his office or whatever. She yeah. gets eaten. Yeah, it does. They show could you have completely it. concealed 
Nah. Like, oh, you could see the wings or whatever. No. Okay. What not, it roughly not looks be like. Sure what happens and then here. it's just like, whoa. Well, they just felt like that wasn't. So, like, so we're all going to give this a, a sub 100. Is that fair to say? 50, 50 or lower? It's 20. 20 or lower? That sounds good. Because uh, special effects, the, the CGI for the, the Krillotanes was pretty bad, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. I was like, were, what? Those, those looked worse than the dragon on Merlin. And that thing was pretty yeah. Um, so, and then you had uh, we Cor- keep referencing Merlin. Yeah, well, we have to. It's um, it's in the contracts. Yeah, Corbin referenced uh, canines lasers. I did think those yes. were great. So you had CGI lasers, lasers hitting uh, CGI gargoyles, and yeah. none of it looked real at all. It was it was very those lasers. I was like, uh, I mean, the Star Wars lightsabers look better than this, and that <laughs> came out before this. <laughs> yes. All right, so costumes and makeup. We said that there were no costumes and makeup, but I'm going to give a big giant costumes and makeup thumbs up for the faces <laughs> that Anthony Head was able to make on this episode, man. He made faces that nowadays would take CGI technology to look that scary. He looked like a demon. Especially when he's like yelling and he's just Yeah, towards Rah! the end when he's just, yeah, exactly. Rah! And it's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and so here's what's funny, right? We see him like that. And we see him. I am really as, glad that is not my headmaster. <laughs> yes, right, right. My principal. So we see him screaming like that, uh, screaming demon. We see <laughs> him as Uther Pendragon, which is just the biggest jerk in the world, and looks. Yes. He looks evil. Like, how did he, he does. give birth to Uther? Uh, author, Arthur. Arthur. Uh, what's his name? Arthur. What? Not author. He didn't author anything. He he authored Arthur. What? I don't know. So he looks so rah, all the time. And uh, in 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 the confidential, he said, uh, or maybe it was somewhere else. I don't know. Uh, Tennant said that he is just like the nicest guy. Like <laughs> in like that actor, he's just yeah. super laid back, I really know. fun to be around. And, and then all this kind when of stuff. it get, he said when it gets to the actual recording, it dude is amazing, it's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And and they showed um, when they were talking about that on the confidential, they were while somebody was doing voiceover, they were showing the scene of them standing by the pool, and and he's he's looking at the doctor with his head cocked to one side, and he says, "Fascinating, you seem to be." And he slowly rotates his head from a forty-five degree angle to the right to a forty-five degree angle to the left, and I'm like, "You are the creepiest man alive." <laughs> So creepy. Anyways, Can I just point out that so creep that level brings- for the episode twenty. Creep level for Anthony Head's performance four hundred. Five hundred and one. What were you gonna say? Um, this episode is what. Sorry, this episode is what every kid daydreams about during school. Carnivorous <laughs> alien teachers. Yes, like literally brain food for lunch, yeah, yeah, and food. the school exploding. I mean, yeah, that's what they even cheer wants. on the kid who they think had something to do with blowing it up. Remember? I know. It's yeah. Like, Milo blew up the school. Yay. And I was pointing <laughs> out. That wasn't Milo. That wasn't Milo. Oh, no, 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 you're right. You're right. Yeah, that was some that other was kid. But, um, Blake or something. I, I did I point know. out of all the people she, that person could have asked it around was her, him. she asks him. And the he's person like, that does. Uh, yeah. And I know, she right? Why him. Was that him? And why is she asking anyone? I mean, how yeah. do you know this kid had anything to do with it? He was probably just <laughs> in his class. Just so you could have, yeah. you know, the opportunity for kids to celebrate a school blowing up. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, do you guys have any theories? No, not mm-hmm. really. 
There was something I had earlier that I can't remember now, so... Cool story, son. <laughs> I'm amazing at this. All right. So we did want to give a shout out. I don't know if this will be any kind of a recurring segment. Um, we did give a shout out to to our buddy Brian Furbish uh, uh, back in series one because I said something about Furbs. I don't even remember what the context was. Uh -huh. um, so at any rate, I mentioned him. This week, uh, we were at the library uh, where we get the DVDs yes. that we're watching. We realized we know. didn't have the They're confidential. Right? Yeah. The, the last disc for the series has the confidential. Yeah. I thought... <laughs> The confidential for each episode on a disc was on the disc and it's yeah, not they're all at the back yeah. so we went up there to order it in the process of uh we ordered it and then when we went to pick it up we were talking to the librarian and she said "Ooh, you have some doctor who fans because while we were there yeah. we said why don't you go ahead and give us the whole rest of the season so we've got all the discs and just so we can watch just so we have them on hand we're ready to roll and she says "Ooh, some doctor who fans huh and i said yeah so me and my boys do a podcast about it and she said really and she looked really excited and, and intrigued yeah. about it and mm -hmm. got to talking to us about it. And it turns out uh, her name is Star and she's a big Whovian. Mm -hmm. I would venture to say, and this is not hard to do, bigger Whovian than me. Uh, she's been uh, watching since, since she was a kid. Yeah, since watching she was the original y'all's age. Yeah. yeah. So she she watched the you know classic Who and now she's still watching. And she's like me is chomping at the bit ready for uh, Jody to to take the helm of the TARDIS and see where this thing goes from here. Mm -hmm. But um, so we wanted to uh, give a little shout out to Miss Star and uh, the rest of the folks over at the Timberglen Library. So if any of you, hopefully she shared that with all of the rest of you at the library and you're all listening right now. Yeah, that would uh, be so, amazing. Uh, yeah, that would be fantastic. So here's here's my challenge to Miss Star. Uh, today is March 18th, 2018. I need you to send me an email when you hear this episode. I want to see how long it takes her to catch up because she's got a series and a few to go yeah. to, to catch up to us. So I want to, I want to see if she just devours them all like I would do. Yeah, <laughs> so yes. If I found a, a, a podcast that I really enjoyed, I would just listen to all of it back to back to back and sort of binge it <laughs> without um, even watching the actual episodes. <laughs> no, I would watch the episodes. I would binge the show that I'm watching. I did that with the, with the star Trek podcast that I listened to. Uh, there's, yeah, there's a, a star Trek show called mission log and I binge mm -hmm. listened to that to catch up. They were already in season two of TNG. So I just ran right through it and uh, and got caught up to him. But at any rate, um, once you once you hear this um, or anybody else over there at the library that heard about it from Miss Star, y'all give us an email. And of course, you can do that at uh, noobsandthehoovian at gmail.com. So that's all the time that we have for our episode today. Join us next time for Series 2, Episode 4, The Girl in the Fireplace. And I told the boys, mm. it's time to get ready for some wibbly-wobbly. This is this is a time this travel, is, time travel This is my story. favorite part about time travel is when within the confines of that story, there is a lot of time traveling exactly. here and there. Yes. Especially interacting with one's past self or... And that's so, if, if, like if that. I'm remembering the episode correctly, <laughs> we're going to get some of that. We're going to get some some uh, disjointed time within the episode. Not just we went to the year five billion and hung out for a couple of days. Yeah. This is going to be time travel within the episode. You're going to get some wibbly 24. wobbly and you're going to have to deal with some consequences of that and that kind of thing. So make sure Reapers are going to come back. Hmm? Looking forward to watching this. Oh, I don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen it. Obviously, a couple of years. Yeah. So, um, and if they're and if they were coming, I wouldn't tell you because 
Spoilers. Spoilers. So, though we didn't see anything like that in the. No, we didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at any rate, we just saw like creepers with masks. What is it with this show and creepers in masks? Remember the Santas? Anyways, actually, those things remind me of dudes from Payday. Well, they oh, kind of yeah. do. Yeah, yeah they kind of do. All right, so make yeah. sure that uh, between here and there that you uh, watch the uh, the Tardisode, watch Series 2, Episode 4, The Girl in the Fireplace, and watch the Doctor Who Confidential about that episode. And That's assuming you want to watch all that, really. Of course yeah, they yeah, do. If they're listening <laughs> to this podcast, of course they do. Yeah. We do. Durr. Yeah. It's called The Noobs and the What? The Whovian, not the noobs and the other guy that maybe kind of sometimes watches Doctor Who. Ah, now, except you've never seen any of the Tardisodes or Confidentials. Not yet. Uh, I'm doing it now. Noobs and the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios. Research provided by me, senior producer Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is that guy over there, Trip Reason. Hey. Corbin is our production editor. Hey. And special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia and Star and the rest of the staff at the Timber of Glen Library in Dallas for the DVDs. You guys always take such good care of us. Give us a shout out. Either hit us up at noobsandthehoovian at gmail.com or facebook.com slash noobsandthehoovian. Wherever you found us, uh, give us a, uh, a review. Give us a subscribe wherever it is that you found us. We're all over the place. So if you found us randomly, we are on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Play, we're on Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, SoundCloud, all of the places. So wherever you found us, subscribe to us, give us a like or a heart or a thumbs up or a review or a star or a kissy winky emoji, whatever it is. <laughs> and until next time, guys, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoovy, and these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And we're the news. And we'll see you next time. Come on, let's go. Come on. Hey, whip. So the Noobs and the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios. Research provided by senior producer Austin Reason. Hey, that's me, guys. Our audio engineer is that guy over there, Trip Reason. Corbin Reason is our production editor. <laughs> I don't know why I messed this up every time. All right, let's give it another cut.